Welcome to How to Stop Wanting Him Back, a podcast on not just getting over your ex, but into yourself. I'm Claire, the Heartbreak Coach. Let's make what feels impossible possible. Hi, loves. Welcome to episode eight. It's not him. It's you. Damn, tough life coach over here, right? But if you are tuning in and have been listening to all of the last seven episodes, you will know that this work and my approach is all about you taking responsibility for how you feel. So this is kind of a little brush up on everything that I've been talking about thus far. And I have heartbroken clients. I have non-heartbroken clients. I have single clients like myself who aren't hurting, but would absolutely love to meet their person. And I always get to be responsible for how I feel in the process. I get to be responsible for how I feel about all of my exes, all of my dating experience in the past that obviously didn't work out because here I am currently single, right? And I was really thinking about this this week. I was inspired to do this topic because I will have completed 30 days. Actually, it'll be, well, by the time this episode is released, I will have broken my cleanse because I am planning on having two drinks with my beautiful friend, Victoria, who shared my boyfriend, my rock bottom ex. And she is going to be the person who I have a conscious two beautiful glasses of red with when she comes to town with her husband. I'm so excited to see her. And as you all know, if you've been following me for a while, I have been on this journey of clean eating and not drinking for 30 days. Um, It'll be a little bit longer. I will have gone maybe 34 by the time I have a first sip. And just to inform those of you who are hearing this for the first time, I don't identify as an alcoholic, but I do recognize that I tend to lean on alcohol and food as a way to de-stress and as a way to automatically allow my brain to think I'm having more fun with those substances. And, you know, I'm 5'8". I'm a pretty thin person. I didn't mean I'm pretty and I'm thin. I'm just pretty thin. (laughs) Um, But so I'm able to, quote unquote, get away with drinking more and eating more. And I'm pretty active and usually burning the candle at both ends. So I can, quote unquote, get away with eating and drinking more. But I wasn't really because I definitely had tons of brain fog. I wasn't as motivated. I just every time I do these cleanses, I'm on such a natural high with my day to day and I'm serving my clients at like the highest level. So like, why wouldn't I just want to create this as a lifestyle change instead of just a 30 day reset with my body and my mind and my business? I just had the most huge growth in my business in the last month. And it's no coincidence. And I want to be clear here. It's not because I quit drinking and was clean eating that my business grew. It's because of the way I managed my mind and the way I was showing up in my life. The big difference between previous cleanses and this cleanse is that in the previous cleanses, when I'm out for dinner and everyone's drinking around me is that I'd be like, oh, only 12 more days, only 12 more days. I can do this. The thought to make me feel better was that it's just not for it's just not right now, but I'll get to be able to. And now the new thought is this is uncomfortable. 
I'm really jonesing for a drink while everyone else is drinking around me. I would love that spicy, skinny margarita that my bestie is drinking in front of me right now. I'd love two or three of those, right? And I know that that instant gratification isn't going to serve me. And so I made a commitment to myself that I was going to love my body with the extra eight pounds that I had gained between Christmas through January, February, March, my birthday, big St. Patrick's Day celebration with my family and all the things. So it was just lots of celebrations, networking, dating. And I just really was running my body into the ground and I gained eight pounds and I wanted to get rid of that. And I wanted to have more clarity in my life and clarity in my business and just go within. And so much magic happened. And I just have a new amazing daily routine. But my biggest rule was to love myself from day one through day 30, no matter what happened. And, you know, I think all of us or anyone listening who's ever put on a few pounds. It's never fun to see that in the mirror. But I know that the only way that I was going to enjoy this journey is to love my body no matter what. And it got me thinking about, hello, my niche in my coaching is that I focus on heartbreak and that's what I want for my clients. Any client who comes to me who wants to work with me and work through his or her heartbreak, the first thing that I want to focus on is the love of themselves. They're so focused on what the other person isn't loving about them. They're so focused on the other person leaving them that they can't even begin to start working on the love of themselves. But the only reason why that person has left is for you to learn that lesson and fully own how worthy and lovable you really are. And until you can really hone in on that, you're probably going to keep attracting people leaving you. Truly, I truly believe that. If you don't think you're enough, as I said in my last episode, Forgiveness Without an Apology, I put up with so much shit. I saw so many things. My gut was like, run the F away now. What are you doing? Why are you staying? But I gave him the power to let me believe that because he thinks I'm the sun, the moon, and the stars, that that's why I am. I didn't have the ability to do that for myself, right? And so it's not him. It's me. I let him be the person to decide when I was worthy, and I let him be the person to decide when I wasn't worthy. So that's the same for my single clients right now. So I had to laugh. I did... um, a few Insta stories. You're welcome. The millennial I am. I do count as a millennial born in 81. And I was home on my Friday night drinking my ginger tea, getting my daily meditation in. And I was just so high on life. And I had a chuckle to myself. And I don't mean this to sound insensitive, but that week, I last week, I was hearing from a lot of people who were saying, oh my gosh, I'm nursing my broken heart over my partner's affair. I'm finally taking steps to get a divorce. And I am listening to your podcast and it's really helping me get through it. And I'm just seeing a lot of posts about people being victims to narcissistic abuse. I do think that we are now becoming more aware about what that is. I certainly didn't know what it was until I was moving through it and trying to figure out what is so insane about this relationship and this heartbreak and this loss and the loss of myself, most importantly. And 
here I am. I have to also share that I've been coaching officially three years this month. And I think in the beginning of coaching, I know in the beginning of my coaching days, I would totally get in the pool with my clients. I'd say, I'm so sorry this is happening to you. And now when I hear these stories, I'm like, yes, it's happening. It's time for you to saddle up with your life grab your life by the balls and say, how do I show up? How do I want to show up? And if kids are involved, how do I want to show up for my kids? Or if you do want to fight for the relationship, how am I going to show up with that other person? Or if you don't, how am I going to show up with that other person? And most importantly, how am I going to show up for myself? Because it's not him, it's you. And I don't say, oh, he had the affair because it's you. Absolutely not. But the way you feel is because of you. Check out Forgiveness Without an Apology. Check out my first episode. All I want is for him to come back. You are responsible for your own feelings. Nobody else can be. So if you're finding yourself still hung up on some dude from six months ago, a year, two years ago, I am very open that it took me a long time to get over not the person, not to get over my rock bottom ex, but to get over the situation, to get over the fact that I gave my heart to someone and planned a life with someone, fantasized a life with someone, was planning on moving in with him just months later. And we had actually lived together. But then when I (laughs) moved out after discovering emails that were clearly not faith, showing that he was not faithful, moved out. But then, of course, I was staying a couple of nights and working on the relationship. I say that with big air quotes, right? But I was the one signing up for the madness. And then afterwards, the shame, the two years that it took to heal the shame of myself for not listening to my gut for not listening to people around me saying, this isn't right, this isn't okay. Like, help yourself. You would never let a friend stay in this situation. But some of my friends were so convinced by his ability to just charm everybody that they thought I was the crazy one because he was really good at convincing people that I was the crazy one. So yeah, it's not him, it's you. This is not to shame you, but it is kind of like, wake up, girlfriend. Like, it's, it's you. You are the reason why you feel this way. How do you want to live your life? Here I am, 38 years old. I was at home on my Friday night with my tea and meditating, and I just wanted to hop on and just do a little shout out to any heartbroken listener who's at home on her Friday night and just nursing her heartbreak and wishing that she was with her guy or just too depressed thinking about him being out with someone else and not living her own life. And you know what? You could be at home feeling sorry for yourself, or you could do what I did, which was just torture my friends with my heartbreak. Shout out to all of you who are listening. You know who you are. And just, I couldn't be alone at times. And so I would just go out with my friends and just be absolutely miserable and just eat and drink and go home. And it was like all I could think about, all I could talk about, trying to understand, driving myself crazy, trying to understand how could he do this? I don't understand. And I would just have the most patient, amazing friends be with me. Especially shout out to my bestie, Jill, who I know I drove her crazy and she would just always hang out with me every weekend, every weekend, and just make sure that I was eating because I did not look good. And she would sit there and she would listen and she would answer all of my questions to try to make me feel better. God bless my soul sisters. 
right? But I look back at that time and no time like the present. And my journey is my journey to show you that what I did was not serving me. And I don't look back now and say, oh, I wasted those years. But if I knew what I knew now, I'm telling you guys, you are wasting your precious lives, your precious energies. You could be out there healing yourself and falling the fuck in love with yourself so that you can attract Mr. Right. And maybe some of you right now are saying, well, what do you know? You're 38 and single. I've still had a journey. I've been dating my business for a long time. I've just realized that perhaps my relationship with alcohol has had a much bigger impact on my dating life. Really? Like, I've had a lot of people who I think are, oh, this person like seems to really like me and I really like him and we're hitting it off and I have this great connection with him. And then when I reflect back, even in the last year, I would say I dated at least four guys that I thought, oh, this could really be something like great. And then I look back afterwards in upon this reflection in these 30 days of really going inward and looking back and I'm like, Well, there was a lot of alcohol involved. Now, no, I wasn't shit-faced and like doing things that I regret or saying things I regret, but I do think that I thought there was a deeper connection than what there actually was because I do think loose lips with alcohol make people say things that they don't necessarily mean. So really just reevaluating that. I'm really excited to embark on my dating life with a much more conscious drinking plan and to have much better boundaries. So I'm going to leave you with this. A little tidbit, I was thinking about my boundaries with myself and my business, and it's very interesting. I I know that this happens. A few people have told me, you know, if they're sober for a while or whatever vice that they're trying to quit, that they will replace the addiction with something else. And for sure, I became, again, I don't think I'm addicted to alcohol in the way that I can't function, but it has been a crutch that I would probably lean on three, four times a week. And I I realized that I then just felt this natural high, this natural energy. And then I just like became extra obsessed with my business. And I was sharing with my coaches in my mastermind group, you know, like I really am not turning it off. Like I'm up and at them at 545 in the morning. I'm doing all this mindset work. And even though it is personal work, it still has so much to do with my business, so much to do with my clients, walking the walk for them and for myself, and then not shutting it off till like nine or 10 at night constantly responding to emails or doing more work or uh, there's so many things, working on podcasts, whatever it is. And so I decided, you know, this was something that I caught, even though I've had like the most successful month of my year yet, I realized I need to shut it off after I'm done coaching. Like that there's stuff that it can wait till tomorrow. There's no, I have to get it done. I have to get it done. Even though my brain wants to automatically go there. And my dear friend Patty in my mastermind group, she asked, well, what, w- what would putting up that boundary with yourself serve you? What, what's a motivating factor for you to really implement this boundary? And I thought, oh my gosh, it, what immediately came to mind was when my partner and I are living together and having a life together and cooking together, I would never be on the computer till nine. And what I preach to my clients and what I want to offer to all of you is be the person you want to become in all areas of your life. So I have a very clear picture of the kind of coach I am becoming. So I always am conscious, especially now that has been my main focus to think, feel, and behave like her. Hence why I also am so proud of this conscious handle that I now have on food and alcohol, because 
This life coach that you're listening to right now has power in all areas of her life and doesn't need some external substance, doesn't need some guy to make her feel better or fill any void or scratch an itch in the thick of any kind of negative emotion, thought, or stressful situation. That I can just handle it. And of course, obviously, I'm all about leaning on your support system when you need it, but I don't need some kind of unhealthy vice or thinking that some dude is going to be the answer to my problems, right? And so when I think about my ideal relationship, yeah, we're going to cohabitate and we're going to cook meals together. And my guy who I have in my mind He's not going to be cool with me working till 9 or 10, and I wouldn't be cool with that either. Of course, things happen, and I'm not saying I'm creating rules for my partner, but I'm just saying I want to be with someone where we have our evenings together. So I want to think, feel, and behave as the woman in that partnership right here, right now, implementing boundaries and also enjoying my downtime. I'm a very independent person. I'm also an extroverted introvert. So my Friday night, when I was posting on social media, and talking about how I was hearing about all this heartbreak and how happy I was to be home on my Friday night with my tea and just like being on a date with myself. Like that was so yummy and delicious and fun and heartwarming for me. And I was just soaking it up because I just know my person is coming. But I always have to keep reminding and managing my mind of who I want to be in that relationship and how I want to show up and how I want to manage my time and how I want to manage my business so that I can incorporate a great life with him. So being the woman that you want to become every time you're like, why isn't he here? Why isn't he here? It's not him. It's you. It's not him. It's me. I just want to keep working on the woman that I want to become to attract the kind of man I want to be with. And he's someone who totally has his shit together, is working on his any kind of emotional growth that he needs. He's fun. He's hot. He's driven, ambitious. He appreciates what I do. I appreciate what he does. We have our own interests. Some of them overlap. Some of them don't. We're very independent, all the things. And we're super supportive of each other's endeavors. And we come together and have a really great time together. We're amazing additions in each other's life. We don't complete each other's life. And I just love showing up as that woman and thinking about that. So, you know, in response to anyone who's thinking, how are you happy and 38 and single? It's like, because I know he's coming and I'm just going to keep being that woman in my mind in the same way that I knew my business was going to become what it has become because of my mind. And that's where a majority of my energy, my thoughts have gone. And then I really needed to go inward and look at my relationship with food and alcohol and a few close personal relationships I've really needed to reevaluate and look at and decide how I want to show up in those relationships relationships for me to feel better, not to take care of them. Of course, it's always about loving the other person, but I can't change people around me. I can only change myself. So I'm ready and I'm full and complete and abundant and grounded and satisfied and whole and happy on my search. And I just said this to a client the other day when we were talking about acting as if she was she's house hunting. And I said, just just be in the space that it's happened, right? And so sometimes my human brain, my automatic negative thoughts will say, well, why isn't he here yet? You know, and then the shaming aspect of, oh, God, it must be me. There must be something wrong with me. My thoughts haven't created my results. And I just like pause and I rewrite the story and I say, Claire, 
No, like you're looking for him and you're doing all this work on yourself and you're going to be this amazing partner and you already are this amazing partner. So just think about him searching for you. These are the kinds of coaching conversations that I have when I self-coach and I want to offer that to you. It's not him. It's you. It's not all these dudes you dated. There's something wrong with them. It's you. There's nothing wrong with you. There's just something wrong with the way that you are thinking about your situation. You get to decide to be happy right now. You get to decide to love this journey right now. In the same way that I decided to love my body no matter what, even with the extra eight pounds that I wasn't crazy about, but I just said, you know what? Make it math, not drama. I have an extra eight pounds. There's no mystery to how it got there. I I put that shit in my body, and now I know how to do things differently, and I can always change my action line, right? Eat greens, smoothies, work out more, intermittent fast, all the things that I did, but this time, my thoughts we're all about, I just love taking care of my body. I love looking and feeling my strongest and my best. And I'm going to love my body, even with this extra eight pounds. I'm going to love being single, even as I go on my quest to find my person. And I'm just not going to stop. And I'll love my business and I'll love my clients, whether I have two or whether I have 20. I'm just so passionate about what I do, but there are always going to be challenges with any business, and especially if you're an entrepreneur, but I'm living proof that my thoughts created my results with the business that I have created and the incredible clients who I have attracted who are killing it. And they're killing it even more because I am in the most alignment of living to be my best self. So always come back to you. It's not him. It's you. And that's the best news ever because you get to change you. You get to show up and decide right now that you want to be different. You want to feel happy. You want to let go of that resentment. Every single time your brain goes to who he's with, what he's doing, how he treats her so much better than he treated me, all the things. He posts on social media with her. He never did that with me. He went on a trip with her. He never did that with me. All the things. It doesn't matter. What matters more is your happiness, your well being, you healing you, you loving on you so that then you can attract another person who will love you as well. If you are thinking intellectually, oh my God, this makes so much sense, but I just don't know how. I just don't know how. It starts with self-belief. It starts with managing your mind. It starts with doing thought work every single day and catching your brain. You are not at the effect of your brain. Your brain has neural grooves that are just going to play on repeat and think exactly what it's been thinking, and then that will drive you to feel a certain way and behave a certain way and yield the same results over and over and over again. You might think each guy is different, but usually you're playing out the same kind of pattern because you haven't changed. And again, I think that's so exciting because I am living proof that 100% you can absolutely change. And I've seen it with myself. I've seen it with my clients. I've seen it with my peer coaches. I've seen it with my coaches who keep me going and hold the space for me. So congratulations. Today, you get to make a decision to commit your brain to thinking about you and focusing on you and choosing to love you. And you can get spa treatments and you can book some expensive trip and you can go on a shopping spree and that can make you feel like great for five seconds, but it's never or lose the 10 pounds, right? All the things like, oh, I'm going to show him or I'm going to get the better job or I'm going to move across the country now, but you're still bringing your unhealed self wherever you go. 
on the inside. You hear all the time about like, oh, she got a nose job and she thought that would be the answer to her happiness, but it wasn't. She lost the weight, but she's still really unhappy with her life because she's not changing her mind about her life. And the way her mind works will yield the same results of not feeling happy enough, of not feeling lovable. So if you are interested in learning how to apply this daily, stay till the end of this episode and find out how we can connect. It is so possible. And why would you want to wait? Why would you want to wait till next year? Don't believe the bullshit excuse that you don't have the time. Make the time. We make the time for anything that we want to get done. When I'm super interested in a dude and I've had a crazy week, like I will figure it out to see him, right? Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in Big Magic. You can be broke as a joke, but if your lover lives across the country, you will find that $500 to see that person, right? You will make the time. You'll figure out the money to show up and do something different. And I promise you the results are a McGillion fold. What are you waiting for? It's not him. It's you. So go make it happen. So much love. Until next time. Bye. Hey, love. If you're picking up what I'm throwing down and would like to deepen this work with me as your coach, go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com forward slash work dash with dash me and apply for my six month one-on-one coaching program where we'll not only heal your heart, but take your entire life to the next level. I can't wait to read your application.